or paint it, you know, with a rattle can, whatever you want to go. I want to mount it and on the hood. hood. That would just be red. awesome. Maybe paint it like a torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool. <laughs> Get a couple of them. I could go with uh, four gallons of air and uh, two you torpedoes. Got that James Bond look. You got a couple of missiles. I was thinking a, a whole uh, 1990s uh, Madonna uh, look to it. You're listening to a 4x4 four by four, four by four Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hey, guys, I've been asking you guys to pound the Jeep Talk Show, or in, I guess in 2022 terms, that would be hashtag Jeep Talk Show. And, uh, and you guys are doing it. Uh, my God, I, I don't think I even shared this with, uh, with you guys, uh, Josh and uh, Wendy, that we had a almost 3,000 downloads in a single day. Uh, wow. The other day, 2905, but I'm rounding up, damn it. It was almost 3,000. Those are Way to go, up. listeners. Need to get those yeah. numbers out. Oh, I know. So, so, so sad that we hey, don't have we'll, more than that. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, yeah. So, but the numbers have been really good. We had uh, uh, Chris actually from sevenslots.com uh, had asked me because uh, I was bragging about our 34,000 downloads last month. And he says, What's the best month? And it's like you, Josh. You know, you can't just be happy with the number. You want another number, you want some other information <laughs> that goes along with it. That's why we got along so well. <laughs> he wants to know. He wants to know what what was the the most downloads we'd ever had. So I dug around a little bit and come to find out it was last month with thirty four thousand downloads. So wow. yeah, outstanding. So really, really appreciate Good it. Job, Jeepers. Yeah, you guys uh, keep that up and uh, please put the hashtag Jeep Talk Show in every single social media post you have. Uh, I, I mean, if you just walk up, uh, if you actually you're in line at the uh, Whataburger or the In-N-Out, just say pound Jeep talk show. Uh, just let them know through the speaker that that's what you'd like to order. Pound or hashtag, Tony. Well, hashtag. the next time I just got an idea for something I can do the next time I'm in a drive-thru. Thank you, Tony. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. Here it goes, folks. Here you, it goes. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never drove anything but Jeeps. This show is for you. Josh, Tammy, Wendy, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. Hashtags. Didn't see Hashtags. that coming, did you? See, now I, I, got, I got you going. That's You got your thinking. That's good. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Jeeper. On this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about Jeep, both the company and the vehicles, as it applies to the current state of affairs in Russia and Ukraine. I'll also be talking about why it's actually illegal right now to buy or sell a 2022 Grand Cherokee. And later, if you ever wanted to have an onboard air tank on your Jeep, well, I've got the solution. I've never wanted a Grand Cherokee more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and this week I continue that feeling. Wait, no, that's not quite what I meant. On this episode, I continue part two of feeling your Jeep when you drive over obstacles. Oh, I just I hit a 70s song when you said, like, more than a feeling. You know, I know. I, I was know, thinking There's that. a few that were rolling around in my head, too. <laughs> <laughs> Got you listening. Hi, I'm Tammy, a.k.a. Jeep Mama, and coming up on the next episode of Jeep Life, what to expect when you go to those bigger 35-inch tires. Hey, I'm Tony, and most of the time I like talking about sticking the Jeep Talk Show in your ear hole, but tonight on our Gladiator segment, I'll be talking about the mouth hole. Oh, Wait a boy. Minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, what are we, what are we sticking in that's, there? That's how you sell a segment, people. <laughs> Feelings and now a mouth hole. Oh, boy. 
Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. So, I've been getting asked lately, what's the deal with Jeep in Russia? Are there even any Jeeps in Russia to begin with? And, and what's going to happen to a U.S. brand name in a country poised on the brink of war? Now, well, these are all really good questions. And I figured here on the Jeep Talk Show, we'd have uh, international listeners. We have international listeners and pretty much have had a global presence ourselves for, for many years. So, you need to hear the answers. The international community of Jeepers deserves it. Ooh, the ICJ. That has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Hey, okay. I want 20% if anybody capitalizes on that. Got me? Okay. So, back to Russia. The numbers are modest at best, but Jeep is without a doubt in, and at least until now, is growing in Russia just very, very slowly. Sales of all Jeep models totaled just 1,773 units in 2018 in the entire country. Think that's exciting? That's up 39% from 2017. Now, according to Russian Ministry wow. of India and Trade Data, at least. Now, those numbers, by those numbers, you'd think that uh, the Jeep didn't really hit the scene until like 2010 or later. Now, of course, if you go to the ministry's website right now looking for data, well, it's all but scrubbed for us Yanks trying to get some recent numbers. Now, according to Reuters, however, sales of new cars in Russia are forecast to slow about three, two through about 3.3% this year, down from 4.3% in 2021 due to a global shortage of electronic components, logistic challenges, and higher costs, all pushing up prices for Russian buyers. But it's the same around the world, right? I'm mean, even facing it here and on Main Street. But you wouldn't know any of this by the recent Stellantis press releases. Jeep's parent company has even gone so far as to point out that overall sales in Russia are up 65%. Okay, now this is largely due to the Stellantis-owned Renault brand, but even then, Stellantis, the company formed from the takeover of Fiat Chrysler by Peugeot, has just 1% of the entire car market in Russia. So, whoopee, right? The CEO, Carlos Tavares, said that he was unsure how Western sanctions that are being in, uh, imposed right now, in fact, would affect the carmaker's single plant in that region, just 115 miles southeast of Moscow. Now, since December, the facility has been increasing production for exports to Western Europe amid rising demand, even amidst dropping sales numbers locally. Now, since Ukraine is on the other side of this proverbial coin, we need to talk about Jeep in that country, too. Unfortunately, Jeep is even less popular in Ukraine, as the country is predominantly biased towards Toyota, who has a very impressive 12.3% of the market share there. Now, that doesn't mean you can't buy a Jeep in Ukraine still. In fact, I found a 2021 Jeep Gladiator for sale, Rubicon trim even, for just $1,259,725. Uh, I'm going to butcher this. Harovnia. It's the Ukrainian form of currency. That translates to about $42,722. US uh, Not bad, right? How much do you pay for your Gladiator Rubicon? Now, there's also a company called Green Ukraine who advertises Jeep tours. But really, these are retired Eastern European military vehicles. They're definitely not Jeeps, with trailers behind them for the passengers. But if you can get past the brand mistake, the tours cost about 150 bucks US, and the views do look pretty cool. Unfortunately, as I write this, Russia has begun an invasion of Ukraine, and the entire region may be under attack as martial law has been declared and the air raid sirens are going off in the capital city there. They've even called for an amateur radio blackout there for 30 days. Strange times, indeed, especially for our beloved Jeeps. They are being used for more for war than wheeling now in Ukraine, as even as just last week, somebody used what I'm pretty sure was a Wrangler, it's definitely not anymore, as a truck bomb, and detonated it just outside of a government building in the center of city of Donetsk. 
Now, clearly, Jeep has a long road ahead of itself in that part of the world. Hopefully, if we can get more people out there listening to this show, then maybe they see the beloved seven-slot grill as a vehicle for fun and not for explosives. Wow, that's amazing. It's really too bad for the whole situation over there as well, since we're airing tonight. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you guys uh, know about Chartable? Mm-mm. Chartable. I'm not familiar with Chartable. So I was talking to Cody over at trailchasers.net the other night, and he asked me if I knew about Chartable. Uh, we were talking about the show stats and stuff. And uh, I said, oh, that sounds familiar, but nah. anyway, we continued on talking, and I went uh, after our conversation, I went over and looked, and it turns out I have a, a login and everything already, so yeah, I guess I did know about it, I just had forgotten, because it's been so long. <laughs> anyway, Chartable keeps up with, uh, I think, primarily uh, Apple podcast uh, stats, okay. and uh, it, it's really cool that, uh, and, and I, don't, I, haven't, I don't think I've shared this with you guys, but you in, <laughs> in automotive podcasts... We, uh, our peak position has been number seven in the United States. Wait, so we are the seventh most popular podcast in the United States? At one time. You know, it changes. No, 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 no. You had me right there. Exactly. Don't change it. So keeping keeping that in mind, uh, I just looked up, you were talking about the Ukraine, and I thought, oh, I wonder how we chart or chartable in Ukraine. And our peak position, our best position ever in the Ukraine for automotive podcast was five. So we've actually hit a better peak in the Ukraine than what we have <laughs> in the United States. <laughs> wow. No, I mean, re- relevant information. I honestly didn't know where you were going with all of that. I was like, oh, all of a sudden. I love that. Uh, you know, that. I love doing that, too. Yeah. You just come up with something and you go, what? What is the, what the hell is this? What, it's going to be dirty. It? It's going to be, uh, it's gonna be run, something from the now. 40s. Or, yeah. <laughs> or it, may, it may be something interesting, but I'm going with one of the first two. Oh, Boomerang yeah. Tony. He'll bring it back around eventually. <laughs> Every time. Good times. Well, something that you can't bring back right now is going to be uh, sales of the uh, 2022 Grand Cherokee. The 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee could be one of the best things that Jeep has done in years, at least, when it comes to its non-Wrangler output. And it, to be honest, punches well above its weight class in terms of interior quality and overall design. The Grand Cherokee certainly won awards, and and I'll admit, there's a part of me that has always liked the Grand Cherokee line, even going back to the ZJs. Now, unfortunately, the newest Grand, and pretty much all of its trim levels, including the L model, have a, well, it's a pretty big issue going on. The news has been trickling into the web all day about how some of the new Grand Cherokees and the longer wheelbase L models even have been bricking themselves. I'm sure you know what that term means. According to the official word sent from Stellantis to all of its Jeep dealers, the issue seems to stem from something called the Radio Frequency Hub Module, or RFHM. Now, this module is the primary means of communication between the vehicle itself and the key fob. And a serious issue with it could cause everything else to malfunction, or at least not to work at all. And since the Jeep can't see that you have the key fob and it's the right one, any attempts to unlock the Jeep or use it with a physical key are seen as an attempt at theft. And you can guess what happens next. The problem has reportedly led Jeep to officially place a stop-sale order on the Grand Cherokee, all of its trim levels, and the L model as well. This means that despite dealers having inventory of these Jeeps and somebody really, really wanting one and even has a briefcase full of cash on them, they absolutely cannot sell them under serious financial and legal penalties. This obviously is not good for the dealer network, and Jeep is, of course, all over this. Now, in the coming weeks, Jeep will be getting the appropriate replacement parts sent out to the dealer so that this issue can be fixed relatively quickly and without a full-on safety recall. 
Jeep doesn't need any more recalls on the Grands, oh especially hell. And things also tend to get a lot more complicated once the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration gets involved. Now, if you are buying a Grand Cherokee right now, you're working out a deal with the uh, GM, things like that, well, this issue will be fixed before you can take possession, and Jeep is prioritizing customers like you. Now, current owners, however, will be next in line. And for some of you, that may mean being without the Jeep for several weeks, but you will be getting a notice from Jeep about this. Now, the good news is, is that all this fix is free of charge. Right now, the going consensus is that this issue is limited to vehicles purchased in February, which points that there being a bad batch of components that came and went through production. Seems like the QC guy on duty that week is probably looking for another job right now, right? <laughs> you think? <laughs> now, you may think uh, a stop sales order is pretty serious and could per- permanently have a- an effect on future sales of said vehicle under such order. Well, not so, or at least not in all cases, at least. Back after the Gladiator first came out, it was around September of 2019 when there was a stop sale order issued on the Gladiator itself. You think that hurt overall sales of the Jeep truck? Mm -mm, Not in the least, as Gladiator has become one of the best-selling Jeeps of all time. So, is the Grand Cherokee and its seemingly cursed longer brother doomed for all eternity? I don't know. What do you think? It's very interesting. It's like, how come they're pushing cars through so fast that nobody is doing the quality control? I mean, how does that get through, you know? It's one of those things where it's probably done in batches. You've got a batch of 100 parts or 10,000 or whatever it may be. One or two or 10 are tested. They pass the test, so the entire batch passes the test. I guess. Now, I'm but not it just saying seems, that's yeah. what happened here. That's just sort of, you know, uh, how production usually goes on a high, high volume scale. So well, and- with this sort of thing, this was definitely one of those things that, that should have been caught and wasn't. And now there's a lot of bricks out on the road. Well, and here's the other question I have. So they said it's based, they think it's just the models from February. If you got one from January or December, oh, are you questioning nervous. yourself? <laughs> hey, you better, I mean, you have to be. So oh, now yeah. it's like there's a confidence. Well, and that, and that's really key is that the, 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 the it's a confidence destroyer whenever the stuff this like Cherokee, this happens. Now this is coming out. What's your, yes, I know. It's not good. Well, so, and not it, good. So it's really funny you were, you mentioned the comment bricking, uh, and th- there's there's some uh, at least a thousand people out there, uh, all named Todd, that just had this cold went into a cold sweat because they remember bricking their uh, Apple iPhone when they were trying to uh, jailbreak it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know what bricking <laughs> is because this is all it was good for is to like yep. use it as a brick. <laughs> Paperweight. Yeah, that's all. All it goes. So, yeah, uh, we don't know how long this is all going to unravel uh, because we're still in February, uh, you know, as we record yeah. this. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that hence the, why the stop order, because there's there's clearly affected vehicles out of this batch that are still on lots. They cannot be sold until this, uh, this issue gets fixed. I mean, because obviously, uh, in a case of an emergency, you need to get into your vehicle and move very quickly, and you can't. And you can't even get into the vehicle, let alone move it, let alone move it very quickly. So, I mean, it's a, it's a big issue, and uh, and dealers are obviously very concerned, owners are concerned, and uh, and clearly the company is concerned as well. So, we're going to see how this all uh, wraps out, and uh, how many vehicles are affected, and whether or not this actually goes to a full recall status with the NHTSA. All that will be answered in upcoming episodes of the Jeep Talk Show, so stick around. I had this mental image, talking about the 40s, I had this mental image of uh, the, the, the stop the presses type thing. There was always like this oh, big right. news story stop or something that came presses! out. Yeah. 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 
<laughs> there's doing that with the stop sale order stop the sales you know, and the whole machine thing comes to a stop <laughs> now thankfully this is all affecting jeeps that are already made I- i'm sure that once this issue uh, was brought to light they immediately did a much larger cross-section test of the qc of uh, the parts that are going into vehicles as we speak uh, and I don't think, at least at this point, from what I have seen on the, on the webs, that uh, this is affecting any vehicles that are currently in production. And Murphy's Law says they, uh, they've just found out and they had to start doing the checking on a Friday right before time to go oh, home. Right, yeah. Of course. <laughs> Where we're running a third Always. shift. <laughs> yeah. Nah. No, thank you. I was almost <laughs> out the door. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeeper, what do you have to say about this story? Or the one before that? Go ahead and let us know what you think by uh, reaching out to us. And you can do that by heading over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. That's the only link that you need to memorize. Jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. Find out how to reach out to us and, and let us know what you're thinking. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, Deep Talk Show. This is Josh from Columbus, Ohio. Hey, uh, we were on the call up with... Uh, Trimming back my uh, upper control arm mounts, set my four-link Stinky Fab long arm kit on, and uh, I was trimming them back and caught a little edge and nicked my fuel line, and now I got fuel everywhere. So now I got to fix that first and get all that done before I can continue. But hey, it kind of reminded me of your last uh, fireside chat about having spares of things, gas would probably be a good one to have. Maybe a jerry can or two. But hey, love what you do. Thanks. Yeah, that's one of those things, you know, even carrying a, a small bottle, like a small aluminum bottle, like a, like a you know, what you'd find a, in a, you know, container on somebody's bicycle, you know, a little water bottle uh, that's metal, of course. You don't want to use mm-hmm. plastic. Uh, right. And, 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 and keeping, a you know, just a liter of fuel with you. Uh, I mean, that will get you down off the trail and it might get you farther than you think. Uh, but so, yeah, I mean, that's one of those fluids very easily carried with you and, uh, and not too many people do it, you know, uh, gas cans and, and jerry cans, things like that. Don't see as many jerry cans on the trail as you used to, uh, where are people carrying their fuel nowadays? Well, that might be a question for the, for the fireside chat, but I remember that chat and we didn't, nobody had brought that up as a, something that they carry or that they should carry. Right. So that's good. I'm glad Josh called in. I, I, I can tell you right now, I'm guilty of this, too. I do not have a spare fuel container that I carry nope. in my fluids. You know, I was talking about that milk crate that I carry all, all my spare fluids right. and stuff. And I don't have gas in that. I have yeah. water, but I don't have gas. Well, yep, I'm with you. There's a, a bit of an issue, uh, a danger issue, a flammable issue, uh, because it, you got to be really careful carrying fuel, especially in a uh, enclosed area, which I don't know if that even is a good idea. Well, I mean, I've got other things. I've got oil back there. I've got, you know, power steering fluid. I mean, you you ever seen a power steering fluid leak on, on something hot? It creates a lot of smoke. Yeah, uh, I've never I've seen a flashover, though, like, like uh, the, the, the gasoline vapors will do. No, but that's why you want, you know, a container that seals up very well. Uh, you know, I've got a pressurized canister of, of uh, a lubricant back there. You know, I've got a can of uh, a PB blaster. Uh, that I carry in there. And, it, you know, 100 degrees outside, it uh, feels like it's 125 in the Jeep. It feels like that can could burst at any time. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I, it's, you know, it's one of those things where you got to, you know, if you're going to do it, you got to do it smartly. But I'm, I'm with Tony. Yeah, you know, you definitely have to take some extra precautions if you're going to carry that inside the cab with you. 
So I just found it. Uh, I was trying to f- uh, find that uh, that silicone repair tape, and I was wondering if oh, it could yeah. be used uh, for uh, for fuel because, yep, it does say this repels water, ice, salt, uh, gasoline, and other harsh chemicals. So uh, I guess you could use this as a repair for a fuel line. Yeah, if you were out on the trail, now obviously you'd want to use something like a double flare tool, uh, replace some of the hard line, or at the very oh, least yeah. using uh, using you know uh, uh, fuel rated uh, rubber fuel line uh, to to patch that with a couple of uh, of hose clamps on either end of it, uh, just you know to to be safe, uh, and that would be a, a good short term fix as well. Well, yeah, just to get off the trail. I mean, if you, <laughs> I don't know. I just have this problem with this mental image of me. Okay, I'm, I'm putting more fuel in it, and it's just squirting out the the thing, and I'm just waiting for the whole the whole shooting max uh, uh, to blow up in my face. Uh, literally, quite literally. Yeah. Right. What? Where's the noob? Noob. 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 Hey, newbie. Newbie. Noob. Nugget. It's time for newbie nuggets. Where's the noob? Indeed. <laughs> Well, in last week's episode, 568, I shared ways to feel your Jeep and things you can do to get that feeling. Well, this week, I'm sharing how to put it all together and utilize those feelings to be a better driver over obstacles and out Jeeping. Now, just keep in mind, it will take some time to master these feelings, but it will come, and trust me, it will become second nature. Now, first off, are you aware of how your tires on your Jeep actually track? Well, when you turn your front tires, the rears will track differently. They will not go in the same line as the front we, as the front when they're turning. They track inside the path of the front tires. Now, knowing how your Jeep tracks is essential to Jeeping. I have some great visual aids in the show notes where you can see exactly how that the tires track. It's kind of a nice visual to just take a peek at what I'm trying to say there. Now, Josh also mentioned in that episode 568 that there was a great way to practice and learn how your tires track. This will also help you learn your width and length as well. Simply use some orange cones, maybe from Home Depot, and PVC pipe sticking out of the cones so you can see the cones, and go to an empty parking lot and practice turning your Jeep around the cones. If you're hitting the cones, then you probably turn too sharp. If you're really wide, you could have turned sooner. Use your side mirrors to see how close or far you were from the cones. Make sure you practice turning in both directions. The idea is to learn to feel your way around the cones and not have to watch the whole time as you turn. Now, there is another way to see the tracks your tires make, and that is on some smooth dirt. Plan to make a sharp turn. Once you do, get out and see where your rear tires went in relation to the front. This is a very good visual to help show you just how much the rear tires track to the inside. Now, either way works to help teach you to better understand tire tracking. Now, with some understanding on how your Jeep feels, you're ready to tackle an obstacle. Now, when I come upon an obstacle, I already know how wide and long the Jeep is, and I don't have to think about it. I select my line, but I also look for things like, will there be a turn in the middle of this obstacle? Because not all obstacles are a straight shot, by the way. Or, when I climb over that rock, what's on the other side? Or, is there a narrow spot I have to get through? Now, narrow is probably the hardest to gauge because it usually involves large boulders and rocks in our area, and if the terrain is uneven, which most are, then the Jeep may lean toward the rock as you go through the narrow section. The thought of damaging side panels or breaking windows does come to mind. But when you know your Jeep, then it makes the obstacle easier to maneuver. Now, once I begin the descent over the obstacle, I am constantly checking my side mirrors to verify my line hasn't changed and keeping my eyes on my spotter if I'm using one. 
Now, as I've mentioned in other episodes, moving the front tires even a tiny amount can and will adjust the rear tires. I'm also feeling my way over the obstacles. I know how long the Jeep is, so I know that in a bit, the rear will be coming off the same rock, as an example. By knowing my rears are coming off the rock soon, it helps keep the bumper from hitting the rock loudly and hard. Now, this makes the ride for the passengers inside a little less stressful. Trust me, hitting the bumper hard on a rock is not fun when you're inside the Jeep. Yeah, you pretty much think the whole thing's breaking apart, which it's not, by the way, but the passengers may not know that. So just try not to do that. The knowledge you gain in knowing how the Jeep feels helps with all kinds of driving. Even if you're only on a fire road to start, going over ruts, or a small half-buried rock on the trail, all of this at any level is great for you to gain confidence and have a good time. And isn't, and isn't that getting out there with friends and family and enjoying the gorgeous trails we have all over this country, what it's all about? All right, guys, do you want to add anything to that? I just want to say the words, feeling the cones. That's, that's all I got. <sighs> Boy. Well, well, technically, we don't want to actually feel the cones, but... <laughs> But better, than a, uh, better a cone than uh, a tree. A curve. Well, exactly. And that's what I loved what you said last time, Josh, was that it was a great way to do it. So I wanted to bring that back into this episode to remind people that it's a great option to be able to utilize that training process. I have this image, this mental image of uh, Buford T. Justice uh, pulling up uh, in his police car, <laughs> wanting to know why there's these cones and PVC pipes uh, in his parking lot. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? His parking lot, yeah. <laughs> no, when you, when you were talking about, you know, uh, a visual to help uh, show just how much the rear tires, uh, rear tires track to the inside, uh, you know, driving over smooth dirt doesn't have any other tracks on it. And then, you know, looking and, and seeing just how much, how much different and how much inside or you know outside the the tires are tracking in relation to each other and i got this visual of you know uh somebody buying like you know 25 you know bags of flour from a grocery store <laughs> and then tearing them all open at the back you know and, and just you know all this they got you know two inches of flour over across of a 30 yeah. yard span back of the no. parking lot and and you know no. flagging his buddies over you know come on just drive through it's good just check it out <laughs> No, we, we actually did some video on our uh, Trails 411 YouTube channel where we actually did that exact thing. We, we did a sharp turn in nice kind of smooth dirt. You could really see how much those tires track. It's about a half of a width to the inside. And people that are first starting out wheeling don't really realize that that little movement that you're doing, it does make a difference on those rears. So learning how wide and how long your Jeep is really is part of the process of being able to go over anything that you can tackle. So. Well, I mean, there's all kinds of things on the trail, and sometimes they're big rocks that are, you know, stick up yep. higher than the differential. So knowing where your differential is going to track is is going to be very helpful for you, you know, going from point A to point B. Yeah, exactly. I've got this, I've got this sort of uh, mental image of, of where my differential is looking through my floorboard. Uh, and, and I know it almost exactly within a few inches of where that pumpkin is at and where it's going to be as I move that front tire up or that front axle up and over an obstacle or something like that. Well, uh, well there, there's many a Cherokee out there that you don't have the floorboard, so you can actually see where the differential is tracking. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, well, there the, and then there's that. <laughs> point. Yeah, good point. <laughs> that's what well, I was. I thought that's where you were going with that. I was like, oh, my floorboard's rotted out. Now I can see exactly where it's tracking. <laughs> oh, God, no. God, I hope not. Uh, yeah, so this is one of those one of those things where you know just knowing your Jeep it, it really comes into play and 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 this is you know where it all where it all actually where the where the tire hits the pavement or where the tire meets the road mm -hmm. as it were 
Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, good stuff, Wendy. Good stuff. I'm glad you brought this up. And with the visual aids as well, I, I like that. Which yeah. which we'll have <laughs> we'll have the images and the show notes for uh, for this episode. Absolutely. Well, listen, I'd love to hear what you guys think about this episode. It was a two part episode with uh, some good information on there. Just reach out and let us know. You can do that on our on our website, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and let us know. All right. Gladiator. My name is Gladiator. Gladiators. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Gladiator. All right, so uh, <laughs> just think about this. This segment often begs the question, are you not entertained? Uh, are you entertained? So tonight we're going to be talking about something that I think is critical. It's critical in the jeeping world. And I know that, uh, Josh, you can identify with this uh, because I know that the, the, the 1999 Jeep Cherokee that, that you have came with a, uh, a, a, a Uconnect system so it allows you to talk uh, on your uh, your your cell phone through your stereo system and all that, right? I mean, you 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 have a microphone and all that stuff in your in your Cherokee, right? Oh, of course, uh, yeah. Installed yeah. from the factory, Tony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, of course do. I don't. <laughs> well, we do. We, we we do in our Jeep. Oh, do you? Does this JK have it? I didn't know. It's uh, a pain in the you know what. Well, it, I mean, it's a... It's oh, a, just wait until the next episode of the Jeep Talk Show. It's going to get worse. Trust me. I'm telling no, I'm, you. I'm, it's, I'm, being, I'm not being facetious. I've got a segment coming up in the next Jeep Talk Show that, it, that directly addresses this kind of... Holy uh, right, crap. Right. It, this is almost like we're having meetings and planning okay. things ahead. You okay. know? I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Tony, you continue with your segment. I'll, I'll withhold my comments. <laughs> well, no, you can jump in there. So I just, uh, I found it interesting today. I was, uh, I was busy working away and I was uh, checking out the, uh, the Jeep Talk Show uh, Discord uh, channel and uh, the guys were talking about uh, the microphone. Like, where's the microphone for the Uconnect system in the Jeep? Do you know where it is? Do you know where, where, you're, where you put your mouth hole when you're trying to have a phone conversation or maybe using your navigation system? <laughs> Again, Josh, just jump in with any uh, things that you've gone through with your Oh, your my charity. gosh, it's a I pain. Usually keep my, I usually keep my mouth hole in the same place all the time. <laughs> in the same place. <laughs> so, uh, and I went, you know... <laughs> And I, I know there must be a microphone there. I've I've used it to talk on the navigation mm-hmm. system, say you know places I want to go, or you've never I, looked for it. It's, it's I just, never. I just, I just <laughs> didn't know. It's it's magic. It for granted. Yeah, it's magic. Yeah. There's there's no you know. I need to put a boom mic. I just now realized this. I need to put a boom mic <laughs> oh, in the gladiator. Just, right off the uh just, the, the rear view mirror. Just yeah, hang it right there. Just like this, just like I got here in the in the in Studio A. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and people be driving down the road going, What the actual hell is that? Ah, exactly. <laughs> I'd be taking turns and the passenger would be getting hit in the head by the microphone. Uh but anyway, uh so uh I I, I got me curious and I had to go look and um uh, so I dug around and, and looking at the 2021 Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, uh, I, I, I think I found it. Now, like I said, I guess that there would be a, a microphone someplace, but who in the hell knows where it would be? Now, Wendy, yeah. did you know you can find out lots of information by reading the supplied manual? I have heard that before, <laughs> but I haven't actually investigated it myself. So fascinating, tell me Tony. Tell us more. <laughs> I mean, yes. you can go out there and you can look around. You can do some audio <laughs> tests to see, you know, you can actually testing, <laughs> testing. 
<laughs> see see where the where the best sound is. Are you, I would have loved video of that. Yeah. Tony walking around testing and blowing it on everything. <laughs> or, or you could just open up the manual. Fortunately, I didn't have to do that because I just did a Google search and they showed the manual, the page of the manual, so I didn't even have to look at the index. Oh, man. Okay. So it turns out that the, the mic hole or the mouth hole, for, for in this case, is just above the rear view, the center rear view mirror. And oh. it's all those little okay. slots that are up there in that, that plastic bit. So okay. if you need to, <laughs> you need to, uh, you know, when you're talking to your mom and she's off road telling you to be careful or you're trying to get the navigation system to understand your, your noisy ass <laughs> for the fifth time, trying yeah. to, trying to find the, 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 uh, the local, uh, Bucky's or a uh, Whataburger restaurant, uh, you point your mouth hole up towards the, uh, the rear view mirror. Interesting. So tell me, what was the comment, uh, Wendy? Which comment? The one, the one where, you were holding back. We don't oh, hold back on, on the show. Connect, oh, my God. oh, my gosh. Okay, so, you know, it's it's connected. Bill's phone's connected to the Jeep. So whenever we're going somewhere, we need two vehicles, and right. he gets too close, and his phone rings, it answers in the Jeep. But he can't <laughs> hear it because he's in the other vehicle behind or in front. Sure. And I'm like, disconnect, disconnect. And then they call back because they think, hey, I heard Bill, but I can't. Yes. So yeah. I can have a conversation with him, but Bill can't. Well, this is, I hate it. This is worse it. than uh, you knowing the lock code to the phone. Uh, you could uh, get uh, just a, in, an inopportune call. It's just <laughs> awful. It's just, I mean, it's so stupid. It's like, Bill, pull away from the vehicle, please, or walk away because you're too close. Anytime he's outside of the Jeep, same thing. If his phone is on him and the phone rings and I'm in the Jeep, conversations in the jeep it's not at the phone yeah, that's, that's why i don't like in. auto that's why i don't like auto pairing i i, uh, I choose when to pair i you know yes. it's it's not up to the phone well, this it's up isn't to me. india nobody's going to tell me who i have to pair with <laughs> <laughs> now now i realize on the phone when he answers it he can say phone or you connect system or whatever but he has to physically remember to do that. Otherwise, yeah. so it's kind of a funny thing, actually. I should video it because he's looking at his phone. He knows someone's called. It's being answered in the Jeep, but he can't hear it. It's kind you of know, funny. You know, when this, is, this is a lot like the start-stop system on the, that's on the new Jeep. You have to it remember is. to do it. Yes, it's exactly right. I hate it. Ah, <laughs> oh, stupid system. So as I'm driving from work, I hear the stop, start button issues. One, every customer I have now hates it. <laughs> Two, we just tell them it's train your habit. You press a button, start. You press a button to turn it off. Now, since then, I've currently learned, and I don't know the truth if it works, but you can plug into your, if you've got trailer hitch attachment, you can plug into one of the four pin or the seven pin outlets, and if you have something plugged in, it will automatically disconnect it, meaning it thinks it's towing and will disconnect oh, or eliminate that. Interesting. Um, I told a customer that. He said it worked. He bought a cheap little light. You actually plug in the trailer hitch, and he's good to go. He's like, yep, it doesn't. I don't have to hit that one little button anymore. Oh. So that's just another way to maybe fix the problem again i have not personally done it my truck i'm driving daily doesn't do it and my 1989 wouldn't have anything to do with the computer and all that smarts uh i will be trying it on my jeep when it gets delivered once it's in which it's still not even built yet or anything <laughs> but you guys have a good show i'm going to continue tracks. listening tomorrow on my way back into work i look forward to hearing about it thank you guys y'all have a good night so strangely enough, uh, Travis found that whenever you put in the light on the the trailer thing, like it yeah, thinks it's towing, the that uh -huh. the gas mileage goes down to eight miles a gallon. 
It's automatic. It's all they're towing. We're just going to recalculate the MPG. Recalculating. <laughs> but that's you know, a very I, interesting uh, that's cool. suggestion that he did. I kind of like that. So yeah. It's very it, smart. It, it raises the question that what else is automatically mm-hmm. turned on or off or initiated when when it sees, when the computer sees something like that? When it, if it thinks uh-huh. that you're towing something and it turns that feature off, is there a chance that something else has been activated or turned off? You know, I, I don't know. I wonder, so, if the, I wonder if the lockers will engage if you're towing, because you would oh, think no. Right? <laughs> well, I don't know. If you're you're having a hard time getting that boat up out of the water, you need a little bit extra traction, you would be... Yeah. No, 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 no. Jeep Legal has found that in, in 99% of the cases, if you're trying to tow a boat, that you'll burst into flames if you use your lockers. So, oh, no, sorry. <laughs> we can't allow that. Oh, it would be under five miles an hour, but, but yeah, no. this is true. Well, I mean, just because there's not a lot, not a lot of oxygen Tony's for the fire. Seventy five down the freeway. He's got a twenty five foot, you know, cabin cruiser behind him. Yeah, on the behind, like, I'm trying to go into stop into tailgating me. Doing it. <laughs> oh, I'm towing the boat. Never mind. I can see the headlines now. Oh, no. And the the boom mic keeps slapping me in the head. Yes, exactly. As I'm trying to look behind me. But officer, I'm I'm recording a show. Just stop. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm a podcaster. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, great information from Travis. That is really, yeah, really cool. I you, never Travis. would have thought about that. It makes perfect Love sense, though. that. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? I love the show. I've listened to you guys for free for, I don't know, years now. And I figure, like, time to give back. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. It'll just uh, help help the show out. And, and then in the end, it'll be Jeep Talk Show in my ear holes, you know? Just go to JeepTalkShow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. It'd be nice to give back to uh, so that you guys can continue on. Because if they love the show, then why shouldn't you, why shouldn't you give back just a little little bit uh boomerang time uh time i have a dog under my desk i oh, don't yeah. i don't know why i think maybe she thinks it's time to go to bed do you know who the dog is yes <laughs> and yes is I your do. dog is this what we're talking about and uh she, she and i don't even own a dog <laughs> she, she gets in this mode around uh, 10 o'clock at night where it's like i'm Aww. sleepy i'm ready to go to bed you guys come Aww. get in bed and uh she's <laughs> she's under the under the desk right now Anyway, if uh, if you'd like to have a dog under your desk, and that's not a euphemism, <laughs> uh, you can <laughs> become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and sign up to be a paid subscriber. You'll just feel better about yourself. And, and yes. isn't it tax time? Isn't it time for tax refunds yet? I mean, you know, come on. Yeah, I think this is a I, great idea. I think I think there was a lot of people out there that said they were going to become paid subscribers whenever their tax refund came in. And uh, I, it, it might have just been a dream I had, but I'm going to go with it. I'm thinking people <laughs> probably told me that. From the mind of Nikki G. This is Nikki G. Last week you talked about the uh, Jeep Gladiator that fell through the frozen lake with a trailer attached to it. Yeah, I just got a few things to say about that. Yeah, it was a real breakthrough for the Jeep Gladiator. The problem wasn't the thin ice, it was the ice hole driver. Yeah, the guy was trying to cross a frozen lake, but he got cold feet. We think the driver suffered a few broken bones, but uh, it's a good thing he got ice on it right away. Wow. Ooh, that's not why I'm calling. Wow. I'm going to tell you I'm working on a joke about boxing. Yeah, but I just can't come up with a punchline yet. 
Oh, man. <laughs> all right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. The crickets. You know, it, it yeah. wouldn't have been unusual for uh, Nikki G to uh, attack Josh because he's done it in the past. Okay. And, and when I saw the f- name of this file, I thought that he actually, this might actually be another Josh attack. The name of the file that he sent in was JTS Icehole. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, now I know where I stand. Wow. <laughs> exactly. That's sad, Tony. That's where your mind went right away to Josh. That's not very nice. <laughs> Oh, oh, so there we go. We <laughs> love you, Nikki G. Thank you. Another song reference, though, with uh, It's Not Unusual. Oh. That, that's true. Yep. It's almost like we know what we're doing. It's like a plan. <laughs> Can't get too far out of hand now. <laughs> an infinite number of monkeys and an infinite number of uh, podcast notes. There yeah. you go. <laughs> hey, Josh, this is Matt over here at the House of Gong. Just want to let you know that your 12 inch is back ordered. But <laughs> back order. if you I just know got your that. way around Gong... I will go ahead and up your order to a 15-inch and get it right out to you with no extra cost. I know you're going to love it. Yes! Counter-coated yes. black for free. Once you see the way this deluxe model swings, once you smack it, you'll never go back. Now, I know being a famous guy, you can get any kind of gong you want. I'm proud that you chose ours. So, thanks a lot. Be seeing you. That is hilarious. <laughs> Such an imaginative voicemail. I mean, it's made it to the show. It gets played regularly. I love it. it just makes yeah, me laugh. That's, that's I'm sorry, Josh. It's your expense, but it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. no, I, I don't mind a little self-deprecation every now and again. Oh, no. That's, we're all about that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Over a decade. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say... <laughs> Was it not not, not deprecation? Uh, defecation? Is it self-deprecation? Oh, I've no. had enough of that this last three years. Uh, I'm yeah, sorry. Exactly. I promise not to get political. <laughs> hey, Tony, Josh, and Wendy. So I'm sitting here listening to episode 568, and Tony made a little comment about 4X4, and where did the X mean? Where did it ever happen where X means by? Yeah. Well, I don't think X means by. I think it means time, maybe. Four times four? Sixteen. I don't know. Anyway, just a thought. Probably so wrong. But just thought I'd share my little tidbit of, from my brain. You guys, talk to you soon. Oh, well, great. it's kind of like X and, X and Xmas. How, how do we go yes. from Christmas to Xmas? Oh, you know my wife yeah, won't exactly. let me do that. She goes, you don't cross out Christ. And, and so, yeah, the X means cross, which is close to Christ, or Christ and cross. So is it four cross four? Well, the cross was a or bad time four. for Christ, so you don't want to don't no, remind him. It's times four times four. Sixteen. No, he's sixteen. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't, even, I don't I even like the six by. And the square root of sixteen is back to four, so yeah. that okay. Right. It was just we were not carrying the math far enough. That's, <laughs> oh, gee, I was told there'd be no math. Ah, well, me too. I got I'm it that sorry. time. <laughs> if it's got math, I'm checking out. Stolen. I stole that. Well done. <laughs> You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. So at the top of the show, I was talking about if you were out there and you ever wanted to add a uh, onboard air system to your to your Jeep, or you just wanted want to add a, a tank to the onboard air system that you already have, but uh, didn't want to sacrifice very critical storage space to put said tank. These things aren't small. They usually take up a, a lot of room, fair amount of room, uh, pretty much the entire top of a wheel well or maybe a good, you know, 25% of your storage area in the back, depending on which vehicle you drive. Uh, tanks are serious business, but they can really 
help you out with an onboard air system, making a small compressor work like a very large compressor in the sense that you have a lot of stored air that can air up tires very quickly. Uh, and that stored air can actually be recharged relatively quickly as well. So uh, I thought that, okay, well, you know, tanks and their storage places come at a premium. What's an option that might check a couple boxes all at the same time? And I found a solution from Hawk Off-Road. They got a, a JK skid plate that gets your 2007 to 2018 Jeep JK Wrangler two-door or four-door trail ready by fully protecting a standard two-and-a-half-gallon air tank and your factory EVAP canister with the Hawk Off-Road Air Tank EVAP skid plate. The mounting brackets use the exact factory mounting bracket location for secure install. This It's all constructed out of 316 steel, available in bare steel, satin black powder coat, or in any of their optional colors. And it's also proudly made right here in the USA. The best part is it's less than 160 bucks, and you can get it right now. And this goes ahead and checks off two boxes. One, it takes care of protecting that EVAP canister. Some low-hanging fruit on the JK that, well, just about anybody who gets into rock crawling ends up bashing sooner or later. And, of course, well, you get a perfect mount out of the way, completely out of sight, out of mind, and protected even better for a two and a half gallon air tank, which is enough air to air up a couple of 35 inch tires in nothing flat. So uh, if this is something that uh, appeals to you and the price tag would as well, well, we'll have a link to, you can get one for your very self uh, here in the show notes for this episode of jeeptalkshow.com. Where does this go on the, the hood with the high lift jack? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> underneath the Jeep, between the frame rails up in the, the inside. Now I will say that uh, this is not going to work for a stock vehicle. You're going to need, at the very least, a two and a half inch lift or greater. Otherwise, you might have some issues with clearing the drive shaft with this, especially under articulation. So uh, this is one of those things to where, yeah, if not, probably not for a stock vehicle. You need to have some modifications done. You need to have a lift, and it should be at least a couple, a couple two and a half inches, uh, in order to make proper use of this without any issues. I like this. I think this would fit just fine in the uh, the the tail not tailgate the the trunk area uh, the bed of uh, the 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 Gladiator. Well, at that point, uh, you wouldn't need the skid plate and all this exactly. other stuff. Oh, I like it though. It, it, it all protects it's because it because it's red. That's the only reason. <laughs> That's the only. I was like, you know what? I'm red? so yeah. I'm so shallow. <laughs> you know, but, but all these all these air tanks, Tony, and you can get them on Amazon. You can get them from just about any uh, off road retailer. I mean, the air tanks are all in the two and a half gallon size. They're all pretty much uniformly shaped and dimensioned. I got uh, one. I got the Via oh, Air one. There you go. Well, have it powder coated. Send it in yeah. for a little powder coating in your area. Rattle have it powder coated to match the Jeep. Or paint it, you know, with a rattle can, whatever you want to go. I want to mount it and on the hood. Could, that would just be red. awesome. Maybe paint it like a torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool. <laughs> Get a couple of them. I could go with uh, four gallons of air and uh, two you torpedoes. You got that James Bond look. You got a couple missiles. I was thinking a, a whole uh, 1990s uh, Madonna uh, look to it. <laughs> oh, with the little coney points and yeah. stuff, I'm guessing. Yeah, there, there's the hands-on cones. I like that. There. I mean, I like that mount thing. There's all kinds of possibilities for that. And, uh, well, Wendy, what do you guys do? You guys got uh, bottled air or a compressor or we, uh, you're still, still the, considering uh, your options? Tank. We power have the tank. power tank system. Yep, yep. Yeah, and it's just, it's in the back, uh, mounted. It's a big tank. And then we also have the Viair, which is the original one that we started with, the compressor, which is nice mobile Someone we're riding with or trailing with doesn't have air. We can, you know, let them use that or something. So you got a, one of those little tracking tiles on there in case uh, they they run off with it or don't, don't <laughs> give it back. 
I don't think that's going to be the case when you deal with people that you like. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> you never know. What would be funny is uh, if uh, if you were wheeling with Steve from Power Tank and he ran off with it. That would be really. Yeah, that'd that make be, a great story for the show. Let's make. Let's do that. Let's. Uh, <laughs> even if we got to hey, plant Steve. the uh, the get a rumor going. Yeah. <laughs> even if we have yeah. to plant the compressor in in Steve's vehicle, you know. Steve the, stole our yeah stole our Power Tank. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the compressor. That's what would make it oh, the funny. Compressor. That's what oh, would the compressor. Oh, the buy air. Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, we gotta, <laughs> we got to get on the same page here. It wouldn't be funny if he stole his own stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I could have swore I left my compressor here. Did you guys see it by the fire or anything? <laughs> Steve took it. Oh, geez, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm kind of letting the cat out of the bag here a little bit uh, in relation to what I was talking about slightly earlier uh, about what's coming up on a future episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Um, the end of 3G is, well, nearly here. And, it, and for some people, it actually is here already. Uh, and that means that Uconnect and uh, all the Uconnect systems may never be the same again, especially on certain Jeeps and certain models of Jeeps. So my question is, how does this make you feel? And if this is your first time to the Jeep Talk Show's uh, campfire side chat, well, we, uh, we go ahead and pull up around the campfire. We invite you, the listener, to do the same. And we're going to go ahead and talk about whatever topic we decide is uh, apt for that week and, and invite you, the listener, to join us as we record the show. And uh, how you can do that, well, we'll get into the specifics of that here in just a little bit. For now, though, I'm going to turn to the campfire and be uh, talking with some of our some of our listeners. I just want to uh, say, you see any offending names here in this list of Zoom people, you skip their ass. You just skip them. What the heck is this? I'm pretty sure I know who that is. Well, they're but, uh, No, that's John. He's making fun of, yeah. uh, of Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> I knew who that was by the uh, by the, uh, the the icon there or whatever it was. So, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and talk to a couple of our listeners, a few of our listeners here. We got a lot of around the campfire. We'll see if we can't get to everybody. Uh, if I don't call on you, it's nothing personal. It just means we're running short on time and got to move along. Josh, let me just make sure that I clue everybody in because I know we've had some complaints about people. We don't know what you're talking about. You, it's, it's like you inside joke stuff, and we don't like it. So <laughs> basically, if you've ever been in the Zoom meeting, there's names associated with everybody in the Zoom meeting. Somebody has put in a clever uh, series of words that I'm not going to repeat. And <laughs> just telling Josh just who that it is. is. <laughs> I, I, it even caught me I slightly off guard. I had to chuckle a mid-sentence yeah, yeah. as, I, as I recognized so, what it was that my eyes were seeing. So, and, and you know, I don't know if you, if you knew this or not, Josh, but there was a plan afoot on several shows back where they were trying to get everybody to change their names to Bad Cigar. Oh, which is another God. inside joke about the that definitely, that is definitely inside joke <laughs> that is inside. about the, the 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 event that we had back in september and josh got a cigar from john and uh literally uh a cigar from john and, it, and he said it was a bad cigar so we've been not letting josh live that down but i've purposely yeah. been staying away from it it's just it's just easy low-hanging fruit so i've been leaving it alone i wouldn't have mentioned it tonight except just some more inside baseball anyway uh, i'm done and uh, that was a great segment let's uh, let's move along yeah, right. <laughs> Thanks for having us on the Deep Talks, everybody. Hey, Braden, we're going to be calling on you first tonight. Braden, uh, the end of 3G is nearly upon us, which means, well, and for some it actually is, which means Uconnect may never be the same again. How does this make you feel? Yeah, uh, I guess I've never so, really yeah. used my Uconnect, so I guess it really would bother me. 
Yeah, I kind of figured there'd be a there'd be a lot of people on both sides of the fence on this one, where the, it doesn't they don't really care, uh, and <laughs> others where it's uh, it's you know a, a large part of their life, and uh, and they don't want to let it go. Uh, Dustin, where do you fall in on this topic? Um, I mean, technology is kind of fun. I mean, you think about like three G with a cell phone and stuff, but I, it doesn't affect me much at all, unfortunately. No, I think that's where three G is going. I think they're upgrading Canada to three G. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Dustin says you USA bastard. Mm-hmm. He yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot we still don't know exactly how the effect is is going to be. Uh, how how this is going to affect Jeep specifically, uh, as the entire three G network hasn't gone uh, gone the way of the sunset quite yet. Uh, but it is on the on uh, it is scheduled and it is going to be happening later this year. Uh, Garrett, if uh, 3G comes to an end and it affects your Jeep, how would that make you feel? Um, my Jeeps are too old to be affected by 3G. There so you go. Good job. I don't really have a problem with it. And plus, I live in Kansas, so I don't really think I have too much to worry about because it doesn't really affect us here. Yeah, a, a lot of uh, over-the-air updates are probably not going to be possible for any Jeep that has uh, 3G connectivity for uh, for its operating system. Uh, that could mean a whole lot of Jeeps that we're not really sure which ones are going to be affected or not. Uh, I do know that a lot of the older JKs are on and uh, in, in part of this uh, that are going to be affected. Uh, Garrett, uh, or I'm sorry, Greg, uh, how, did, how do you feel about this? I really don't give a rat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> <Fair, fair. laughs> Perfect. You know, I, I just I had a suspicion there'd be a lot of people on here that uh, aren't going to give two rat uh, two <clears throat> two s's uh, about uh, about this whole thing. They're making a big deal about it online. A lot of jeepers are saying they're going to be affected by this. Uh, Isaac with a ninety five YJ at the end of his name. Something tells me Isaac, this isn't going to affect <laughs> you at all either. This is not going to affect me at all. Exactly. Do you know anybody who this might affect? I would. Assume anyone with a later year JK or JKU, but well, I mean, so, uh, I somebody personally really that you that you know in your circle of friends or uh, influence that uh, that might be a little pissed off that this is happening. No, I don't. But the director's making a stretch thing. Stretch yeah. this out. Stretch it. Stretch it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I personally don't either. Uh, I, I do have some friends that are going to be affected by this, but I think they're they're kind of uh, of the same cut from the same cloth that most of you guys are. It, they it, they really don't care. Uh, Bill uh, A from Texas, uh, what would you say about this? Is this going to affect you or not so much? Uh, I'm assuming at some point or whatever, but I would prefer that you know there's not people pushing over the air updates to my perfectly good working vehicle. Right, it's kind of like yeah. your cell phone; everything's working great. They keep putting new shit on there and it gets slower and slower to the point to where you, you got to buy a new phone. So I'd rather they just leave it alone and not push updates if everything's working. So uh, Jeep is going to be uh, cutting back on your uh, miles per gallon so that uh, it'll encourage you to buy a new Jeep. Uh, right. It's like the battery I think thing I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing <laughs> my own part towards that with all the upgrades. And oh, stuff. yeah. <laughs> All right, Bob, two cheap Jeep guys. Bob, is uh, do you have a Jeep that might be affected by a 3G cutout? <laughs> of course he's got a Jeep. Uh, no, my TJ will not be affected by that. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. And, uh, and nor should it be. Uh, and I, I wouldn't imagine even if it, if it was that it would be uh, features that you would be too terribly uh, uh, butthurt about losing, I, I would imagine. No, that, that's why I stopped at the TJ. <laughs> well, a lot of people say that is the, the last great Jeep that was ever made. Jimmy oh, Jeep, uh, what would you say about the 3G sunset? Is this going to be affecting you at all? <laughs> Not in the least. I could care less. 
I, my wife's got a, a 2020 truck and we already turned off all that stuff. <laughs> very good. Very good. Well, Jeep is trying to roll out a, a whole new suite of software as they come into this old new digital era of uh, of connectivity and stuff. And and I imagine that, well, I mean, I know for a fact that uh, current Jeep models, especially like the one that Tony's got for the uh, uh, the Jeep Talk Show Gladiator, uh, is connected with 4G. Now, there may come a time when 4G has its own sunset and we'll be having this conversation again. There may be uh, a lot of people on the other side of the fence. Uh, John, we're going to call on him anyways. John, <laughs> uh, what would you, uh, how would you feel about this, and does it affect your Jeep? Uh, it doesn't affect uh, my Jeep today, but my wife did have a, a 2015 Grand Cherokee, and I've got a friend of mine that has one too, and it, I believe it used that for over-the-air updates. Um, if you remember the, the transmission, the one that where it didn't shift into park and it killed the guy from Star Trek or whatever, the new one. Yeah, right. That's uh, right. They pushed, yeah. pushed an over-the-air update to it uh, at, uh, as part of the recall efforts um, on the 2015s because that's when they switched to the, the weird shifter thing. So I don't know if that was 3G. I'm assuming it was from that year model or whatever, but yep. you know, I could see where it would be beneficial because you don't have to go to the dealership to get an update like that from a recall. So that would be that would be one thing on it. But my JK, I don't I don't have any issues with that. Very good, very good. Chris, 7slats.com. Be sure to go check out 7slats.com, and you know why. Chris, uh, where do you fall in on this? Does this, uh, does this, Is this going to affect you at all? Not sure. Uh, my JK is a 14, and I have the simple two-knob radio, so I'm assuming nothing, or I don't believe anything there. But I do have a 2020 Grand Cherokee that I'll probably keep just with the way the car prices are after the lease is up. So I, I don't know. 2020, that would, that would piss me off, and and piss my kids off because they like to play with all the features in the radio. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I think that you're 4G, but I'm not 100% on I that. I would hope so. Right around the cutoff uh, around there, I think. But uh, but I'm pretty sure, you know, you're you're in that new era, uh, so you should be 4G on that. But uh, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Uh, Larry, Jeep and Mo, is this uh, something that's going to affect you? If so, how do you feel about it? Yeah, so I've got an 18JL also, and I seriously doubt that it will because as long as, even if it was stopped today, as long as I can plug my phone in, everything's operated off my phone for the Uconnect anyway. And it seems like every every time there's a recall and it's got to be flashed or something new, I got to take it in. So they're not pushing things forward on that. So from in essence, I think even, even if it was a stop in frozen time, I'd be okay. Now, the, what they are saying is there may uh, come an issue with uh, some other connectivity issues as as far as some other finer features of the Uconnect system, of which I don't use yeah. and don't know. And from what I can tell, since this hasn't happened to the Jeep brand specifically yet, it's just on the uh, on, on slated to be happening later this year, uh, I think there's still some questions as to exactly how much this is going to affect everybody. Uh, somebody with the beautiful name of Rhinestone Cowboy uh, is up next. Uh, why don't you tell us how this is going to affect you? Uh Josh, I don't have a goddamn clue what you're talking about right now. Three so, G uh, is plastic. You, I mean, I, I I just have CJ Jeeps. So I mean, my newest Jeep that I have is an '81 Scrambler. So oh, the yeah. only thing I can assume is three G is three guys at the same time, which I can't do. So I mean, you I gotta may, know your limitations. Time, I, I don't. I really understand. But uh, God bless everybody, and Jeeps are awesome. I mean, I don't know what you mean, but... (laughs) It limits two guys at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I could probably do a 2G, but I mean, a 3G, I don't know that I have that. That's not a party that that you're willing to show up to. 
You know, I, it's, I, it's that I, lack of can-do attitude that it disturbs me the most. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, we don't have plastic Jeeps where I come from. So, I mean, maybe plastic Jeeps can do three at a time, but metal Jeeps can only do two. So, I, I don't know. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's praying for five G. Ah, two good times. Good times. If no, if we had an award for for best call of the week or or month, even that was uh, it. I'd have to give it out. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna take the cake on that one. Thank you for for that. Good times. Chuck Chuck's uh, gonna be here all week. Make sure you tip your waitresses. Yeah, I just <laughs> I had a feeling that might be Chuck. Right on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Steve, I want to hear from Steve. Steve, uh, is this something that you might be worried about? You really want me to follow up after that? (laughs) 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 End it right there. Probably a good idea. (laughs) No, Steve, you got a few newer vehicles in in the fleet over over at your compound. I would imagine that uh, there has to be some connectivity with uh, with some of those vehicles. Uh, I know this is happening not just with Jeep. There are uh, uh, at least a half a dozen different automakers uh, that this is going to be affecting over the course of the year, including right now, as some networks are shutting down their 3G support. Just kind of curious if there's anything going on over in your driveway. I'm not too worried about it. I mean, I got a 19 JLU that I played with the Uconnect the first week I had it, and after that, I'm like what Larry does. I use my phone for everything. Nice. I use my maps on my phone because I don't want to pay for upgrades on the map on the Uconnect system. It's just dumb. Yes. Google does it for free. Yes, I, I'm with you 100%. Yeah, they, they, making that, that pay-to-play, uh, that just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I don't, I don't like that too much. Now, WJ, Christopher, uh, this is something that uh, may or may not affect you. What, do you. what do you say? How do you feel about this 3G network uh, coming to an end? I'm like, Chuck, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, man. What are you talking about, Wills? Because, uh, yeah, I, I got knobs and push buttons. That's about it. That's all we really need in a Jeep, right? That's don't right. Even get up super fancy. Yeah, I upgraded to a, a dual DIN that is CarPlay. So. Yeah, yeah. It'll be 3G. It's will be all, next. Set. You're all set there. Don't have anything to worry about. Okay. Now, My what about you, Wendy? You guys, you guys have a JK. I think that might be in the era of 3G connectivity. Is this something that uh, you might be worried about at all? No, I'm not worried about it, but we have a 2008, so I don't even sure. I know we have Uconnect, but we use it through the phone like everybody else has said. So, But if it does go away, I'd be okay with Uconnect leaving. I hate that damn thing. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't care. Now, Tony, you've got a little bit of mix of old and new Jeeps. I know the uh, the JTS Gladiator is uh, is going to be untouched by this, and certainly the XJ is is not going to be worried about it. Uh, I, the other Jeeps are all TJs, are are they not? Right, TJs, XJ, and uh, Gladiator. So I don't know. I don't even know what the three G's being used for now, except over the air updates. And you know, you uh, I know the Gladiator. You can actually do the uh, update uh, via USB. Uh, you just put it on the USB from download it from the site and plug it in. It's kind of like you do a, a laptop. Yeah, but getting the Jeep in the living room is always really hard. Right <laughs> it's up next so to the difficult. Computer, I mean, oh, Josh, it's so <laughs> simple. It's just a USB extension cord, you know, so you just <laughs> run that in. And the, the, the really pain in the ass is, is when the wife drives off and the whole computer flies out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> scares oh, the well, dog, like, wakes it up from underneath the desk, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, hear that whipping <laughs> noise, that USB cable, oh, that can be painful, man. And those marks when you go to the doctor, really hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> no, Doc, seriously, she drove off with the computer. Uh-huh. uh uh-huh. yeah, right. uh-huh. 
year she did. Good times, good times. Well, uh, like I was saying, this is a, a part of the show where we invite the you, the listener, to join in. And as you can tell, it's a lot of fun. I hope that if uh, this is your first time to the Jeep Talk Show that you are seriously considering joining in on the very next Campfire Side Chat. How you can do that uh, is uh, possible by any number of ways. Uh, one of the best ways, I would say, would be following us on Facebook. Uh, you can get all kinds of information that way. We're always putting out notices and, and, and things about what's happening, what's going on in the show. But I, I would say one of the, one of the best way would be uh, signing up for our, our newsletter. Yeah. Newsletter. Uh, and that is, that is something that, you know, right to your inbox. It's got all the inside information, upcoming interviews, giveaways, plus the link to join in on the fun and actually become a part of a Jeep talk show recording. And, and uh, now, and now a recipe of the recipe of the week. So there's even that. Nice, nice. Oh, manifold burritos. Here we come. <laughs> well, if you want to sign up for that uh, newsletter, just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and, uh, and you'll, you'll get all the information you need to uh, get that uh, get that newsletter set up. And don't worry, we're not going to spam you. We don't sell your information. It's one email a week. Well, this episode may be over cheaper, but we've got more Jeep Talk Show for you just down the trail. So be sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. You know, I bet there's a special interest group somewhere in California right now, racking their tiny brains trying to figure out what part of the Jeep Talk Show is known to the state of California to cause cancer or birth defect. Boy, you know it. All of us. Yeah. Casting since 2010.